This is Daily Energy with Doug Pinter of Anytime Fitness Peoria. We can all take a step toward healthier living, one day at a time, one step at a time, to get you to a healthier place. And we're right here with you. Daily Energy. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Doug Pinter with Anytime Fitness North Peoria on Daily Energy. Uh, we've got a beautiful morning out this morning. We have Brent Fox in the studio. Good morning, Brent. How are you doing? Good morning, Doug. I think I'm okay. Uh, my family motto is sharing is caring, apparently, because uh, with two young kids in the house, we constantly pass our colds back and forth. So I have to apologize this morning. I feel like I'm in a tunnel. You sound like Darth Vader. I do, but uh, that's all right. I think, I think of worse people to be than Darth Vader. He's cool. <laughs> well, we, we have some topics to cover right off the bat this morning. Uh, Prince, we were just talking about him a little bit ago. You know, Brent, are you an avid Prince uh, follower? What's going on? No, you know? I can basically name one Prince song uh, just like everybody else can, but I don't know much about him. My wife informed me because of Facebook this morning that Prince had passed away, and that was the way we find out all of our information. So, uh, Yeah, I guess uh, I was watching a little bit of CNN this morning. They talking how he had to cancel some of his concerts a week or two ago, and then he actually flew into Moline on his way home to Minnesota due to a severe flu. They released him from the hospital, sent him back home, and uh, that's sad news to hear Mm -hmm. that Prince is gone. Uh, A lot of cool tributes yesterday, football, uh, baseball, basketball, ways to uh, remember Prince. So for all you Prince listeners out there, sorry about the loss. Also, we had W. I don't know if anybody follows WWE. I guess it's like the second largest sport following NASCAR in China. Uh, the reason I know China is my dad had the hots for So, Dad, there you go. A little shout-out for you this morning. Wow. Sorry, Mom. Uh, I think you already knew about that. But, yeah, China was a wrestler. She died at the age of 45. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? I do now. I put two and two together, but no, we're digging deep for some, some news right now. So no, I did no idea. Well, those were the two passings yesterday that really came across my radar. Guess I need to get out more. Sorry. Uh, also, Hey, I'm a Cub fan. Everybody, Jake Arietta, uh, another no hitter. What was it? 58 to zero yesterday. I mean, Chris Bryant, uh, two home runs, a grand slam. Are you a Cub fan, Cardinal fan? What are you? Um, it depends. I don't really follow baseball all oh that much, gosh. but I guess living in this area, you have to take a side. So I guess whoever's winning, I'll be on that team. You know, I really got to start it's okay. screening my friends a little I know, closer. It's okay. it's okay. I mean, uh, I'm very excited. I uh, want to bet against my dad. Friendly wager there. More pride than anything. And I let him know about it this morning. And uh, I tell you what, the Cubs are red hot. The Cardinals aren't playing bad ball. Pittsburgh is hitting the ball all over the place. I think the North Central uh, division is shaping up to be an exciting year. You have any plans to go to any games? I know last year your company was kind enough. We'll get into what you do here in just a little bit uh, to host a party at the Chiefs uh, Stadium. We had a great time outside. Do you guys go to a lot of Chiefs games? What do you guys like to do? Um, Don't go to a lot of Chiefs games, but I think it would be something that we'd like to in the future. As my, uh, I got almost a four-year-old son, but he just loves the activity, whether it be sports or being outside. But I think it's something I would love to have him out and do. Uh, It really, they put on a good show out there, uh, whether it be the talent of the baseball just being out there at the ballpark it's a special time so i'm looking forward to sharing some of those experiences with them but yeah the uh the chiefs put on a great show for us last year when we had a bunch of our clients out and and i really 
it was a great time. I'm glad you could make it out there, but it was, it was a good time. I had a lot of good feedback from that event. And so if you're looking to plan a good of event event for clients or anything like that, reach out to the Chiefs. They really put on a good a good show for us. Yeah, and Vinakin's always there yep. shaking hands and kissing babies. And uh, they do put a good ball club on the field. It's right in our back door. Everyone goes, oh, I don't know, you know, Peoria, uh, it's kind of slow. I mean, you got Chiefs, you got uh, zoo you got the uh, riverfront down here to go on a nice walk this weekend it's going to be beautiful it's going to be about 80 degrees so um let's talk a little bit brent yeah. about what you do and how you got there and uh your story in life boy how long do we have where well do you want not to start? that long where do you so want to start let's, let's do a cliff notes uh, okay. uh okay i was a huge judd bushler fan on the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Nobody probably knows who he is. He would come off the bench. He was like the eighth man. Yep. But he used to be a professional sand volleyball player, and this kid had ups. He could jump out of the gym. Then we met about a year and a half ago, and you know we were talking maybe a little bit about both of our professional uh, athletic backgrounds, me in golf and you. In, uh, yeah. Strangely enough, uh, beach volleyball was something I got into. Uh, I'm not even – I went to college. I was going to play basketball. Uh, it just turned out that they had a men's volleyball team, and I'd never played before. So I tried it, and it seemed to be a sport that fit me very well. Uh, if, and if any of you know me, I'm an incredibly thin, thin uh, build kind of person, so contact sports didn't work very well. But uh, somehow, without working at it, I developed a unique gift uh, to be able to jump really high in the air, and so it fit <laughs> for volleyball. And uh, so, yeah, it's taken me some places. It's given me some neat experiences, some good stories actually with the NBA. But then, yeah, I spent about three years playing professional beach volleyball, which is not something you hear a lot in the Midwest, especially the Peoria area. But, uh, yeah, it gave me some good stories, good life experiences. and I, w- I would have to assume yeah. uh, you traveled west to east coast southern half yeah so beach volleyball it's kind of on your own choice you go where the tournaments are you go where you want to go um and so yeah i spent some time in florida spent some time in carolinas a little bit even chicago's got some great beach volleyball tournaments yeah and then one summer it was kind of interesting i went out to california and i lived in an rv on the street straight up griswold (laughs) kind of thing that the thing didn't run but i lived in it on a street uh in california there were drunk people knocking on the door once in a while when I let them in well yeah in California <laughs> got to experience everything so yeah I went out there wanted to play with the best people in the world and it was really a great experience I learned a lot about the game got to play with some great talent um, all of my volleyball skill wasn't up to all of theirs uh, some of the jumping ability was pretty fun because some of the top players kind of took notice of some of those things and took me under their wing and taught me a lot about the game and about competition and and uh, I'm kind of a thought-provoking kind of guy so within that I always want to transition into life and things like that so it was a good experience for me uh, my now wife, girlfriend at that time came out and spent some time. Uh, so that was kind of nice to be able to share that part of life before I got too old. And, and was she one of them that knocked on the door? Or was that? <clears throat> no, no, she, she was not, but there was one night where I got food poisoning there and she ended up having to take me to the hospital about three in the morning. So that was an interesting experience. Uh, I walked in and, and they said, asked for my insurance card and I took my wallet and threw it on the counter and laid down on the floor in the middle of the ER because at that point I was just, I was done. So Thankful to her for taking me in, taking me, taking care of me in those ways. So, so how's how's uh, married life? How long you've been married? Love married life coming up on eight years. Um, it's been exciting. We've uh, moved a couple times in the in the area, and um, we have a almost four year old boy named Hobson, and we have a almost two year old daughter named Scarlett, 
And so my life consists of going to work, coming home and taking care of them, putting them to bed and doing it again. So uh, it's a fun stage of life, but they're definitely active kids. They want to be outside all the time. Uh, now that the weather is nicer, we're having a difficult time keeping clothes on them for some reason. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah. Going I mean, streaking. Yeah, you know how it is. And oh, so yeah. we, we have a tough time with that. So we're trying to teach them about those kinds of things. And, you know, Just because like I'm boy. sitting in my boxers in well, the studio it, it doesn't mean anything. It gets yeah. warm in here. So. <laughs> You got a beautiful family. I I was fortunate enough to meet your wife and visit with her a little bit and your kids. I mean, I'm not sure they get any cuter. And I love the summertime. Get the kids outside. They're playing. They come in, get them showered up. They seem to sleep a lot better uh, at my household. You would think, yeah, that doesn't happen in my house. Although my son is allergic to about everything under the sun. So let's talk a little bit. You know, Brent, we met about a year and a half ago. We hit off where uh, I consider you a good friend. Tell me a little bit about how you got into the insurance line and the commercial insurance, yeah. personal. Yeah, people often don't choose this as a career path um, because we sell a product that nobody else wants, which makes it an interesting kind of gig um, because you don't ever want to reuse your insurance. So um, I started out, I actually have a ministry degree and I did eight years of ministry working with high school students, really loved it. It was a great experience. I learned a lot. I really had a, a great time giving back to the community and, and got to to meet a lot of neat people. And I just think there became a time in life with, with wife and kids and life is stressful and wearing those kinds of, of struggles day in and day out. And, and those kinds of things that we just decided that we needed a little bit of a change in our life. And her family, uh, has her, her grandfather started an insurance company about 60 something years ago called summer and associates. Uh, we've been in, in the same building in, in Washington, Illinois, out the, right off the square for 60 plus years. And so he started that and her dad stepped into the industry quite a few years ago and he's, within five or so years of retiring probably. And so they asked me at some point, you know, would you like to come join the team? And I reluctantly, you know, I said, no, my wife said, no, I don't want you in insurance. I've grew up that way. Right. Um, but then it just, as time went by, it seemed evident that it was a good fit for me. Um, I love to help people. This is a different way to do it. And so I started in that um, almost three years ago and uh, it's, it's been a joy. There's a lot of unique things that happen. Um, I got off to a kind of a unique start with the storms that happened in Washington uh, a few years ago. Um, cause ironically I started and then a month later the tornado hit right pretty much in our front yard. And so it, it in a lot of ways, it, it helped me really see the need for insurance. Um, but it was also an interesting time. At one point, my boss looked at me and said, you're basically useless because I had been in the industry one month and a tornado came through. And so there wasn't a whole lot that I could do except to just be there and help people. And, and so, yeah, got pushed off into the deep end, uh, into the industry. And it's, it's been a good experience. I mean, I remember the tornadoes coming through. Let's talk a little bit more about this. I mean, uh, horrible tragedy here in our community. I do think there were a lot of positives that came out of it. Our community here in Peoria is loving, caring, and giving, and that that really shined through. Not just Peoria, Washington, Metamora, all the surrounding communities, Bloomington, Normal, et cetera, uh, really came together and helped those individuals. I tell you what, I, I, had a, I did not go over to Washington for about eight months after the tornadoes. And when I drove through there uh, and I saw the mass destruction still, the trees that were stripped bare, uh, snapped off. I mean, it gave me chills. It gives me chills right now thinking about it and that people had to go through that. So when a major, uh, disaster like that happens, I mean, I know people were coming in, uh, all out of, out of state, you know, teams coming in to assess where, where's an insurance company? Where do you start? Yeah. 
Yeah. And you can have as much of a plan in place. And this is some of the things that we learned from that. You can have as much of a plan in place from an insurance company standpoint. Um, but a lot of it is, is audible during that time. Because I mean, I remember right away when it happened, there was power, the power was out and uh, me and one of the other coworkers went down to the office just to be present and uh, try to be there as it happened on a Sunday. And so we're sitting there in the dark uh, with flashlights and things like that, just trying to be present, unlocked our doors, um, just trying to see if people were, would wander in and just see if there's something we can do in the immediate. And then as the days followed and power started happening again, you know, cons- computer systems and things like that were down. And so uh, I remember us all sitting in an office with an actual paper map. I didn't know if people know what those are actually anymore, but we had a paper map unfolded and we began to walk down mentally every street and think about what clients we have there and reach out to the phone calls and things like that, just to say, you know, we want to do something and there's only certain things we can do, but trying to physically get there and hug people and talk people through and let them know it's going to be okay. And, and, um, it was, you, it was a pretty chaos experience. When you say phone calls, I mean, aren't all the landlines down? Cell yep. phones are probably, I think there was even a point where there was a ticker came across screen, like do not call into Washington. Right. So these people could make phone calls out to let their family right. know. Right. So, I mean, it. I just envision people going left and right, and I mean, goodness, I, I wouldn't know where to start. It seems very overwhelming. And then, you know, let's talk about the very first day. Sure. How do you start helping people? Where do they go? Hotels? I right, mean, right. there's so much to cover. Yeah, and that's and that's basically what we were. We became counselors first. It was it was less about insurance agents and counselors immediately, and and uh, you know assess the damage, make sure people are okay, helping them find places like storage units to put their stuff, coaching them on hey what's what's going to happen as far as the insurance stuff. Uh, here's the best way. Let's try to get your claims going right away because we know that there's going to be a huge line of 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 claims that are happening. And so just trying to coach people about here's what to expect as the days unfold. But first and foremost, let's get you okay. Let's get you, let's get you some clothing back. Let's find you a place to stay. Uh, let's comfort you in those ways. I mean, weeks after people were still wandering in with, um, you know, days after wandering in, hadn't showered yet, still in the same clothes, just almost in a state of shock. Sure. And so, yeah, we became counselors first and then just coach people on what to expect and, and, and try to get things going as much as you could. So, so I assume a disaster like that tornado comes through, <coughs> teams get called out. Mm-hmm. They're coming from out of state with RVs, et cetera. So yep. it takes some time. And then to get set up for donations, for yep. clothing, for the people that were affected. I mean, what happens? Your wallet blows away, yep. the bank's down, you have no money. I mean, yep. what were people doing? I mean, obviously, it's a very strong community over there. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people opened their doors for their neighbors that were affected. But I mean, there had to be some with no family, no yep. friends. What do they do? Yeah, yeah, and that's, I mean, and that was what was great about a lot of people coming in with, uh, whether it be non-for-profit ministries or whatever it was, just opening their doors. I, went, I remember at one point, right after the storm, I was down in the heart of Washington trying to help, and Monocle's Pizza, right down there, had opened their doors, and they were inviting people to come inside because they hadn't taken any damage. They were allowing pets to come inside and things like this. People were wandering around with their dogs and their arms full of things, and so just everybody kicked in the ways that they could and, and provided some sort of of help. But yeah, it was very chaos. It was. No one was really sure what to do, and and uh, but yet there was enough people who just banded together, and and uh, it was great. You know, a lot of times insurance companies get the bad rap because you hear the stories about uh, the bad things, you don't hear enough about the good things. And I just, you know, on behalf of insurance carriers, whether it be ones that we have or other ones, uh, I just feel like an industry they really stepped up in a lot of ways, and we don't hear enough of those stories. But we had carriers on the spot as fast as they could, writing checks to people and and getting getting them taken care of just to get their life back in order, doing their part. 
for what they could do at that point. And so just even want to speak on behalf of the insurance carriers, because they really, 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 in a lot of ways, even adjusted, paid for things that they didn't you know, legally or contractually have to pay for it really stepped up into those in a lot of ways. And because it was the right thing, to do. because it was the right thing to do Their their intention is to help people and get them back. Not, not to uh, deny claims and things like that. And that's what we hear most often. You sure. know, it's the people, the things that people talk about a lot of times is the negative experience. So, so you gave me a couple good tips and <clears throat> yeah. uh, I actually have a meeting later on today to set up another bank account. Okay. Uh, it takes some pictures of things around my house mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go ahead and elaborate on on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I think maybe to set the stage a little bit, uh, I think one of the main things that we learned from an educational standpoint for people from insurance was really people didn't have a concept of how claims were handled. And I, even to this day, talking to people about how that was handled or how would they handle insurance claim, especially in a major disaster like that, really had no concept of how it worked. And so, you know, in hindsight, they look back and go, wow, I'm going to do things differently. I want to be more educated about the process. So if that happens, you don't have a lot of time to think about what should I do now when your house is gone and you, your wallet is gone and things like that. And so, um, yeah, be, helping yourself understand what the claims process is going to look like, I think, uh, is, a, is a good place to start with that. Um, and so you, th- you mentioned, yeah. get a second account opened up if you don't yeah. have one. Yeah, one of, one of the things that, that we had learned through that, through that tornado disaster was, um, and I think my boss had talked a lot about this, was go ahead and open a separate bank account because at some point you're going to start receiving sums of money from the bank and or from the insurance carrier and you're going to st- and we saw how people sometimes got their personal money and their personal accounts mixed up and 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 things like that and there's nothing wrong people do their own banking and things different ways but one of the just simple things that we had picked up along the way was open up a separate bank account and have that uh, money going in and out solely and strictly just for your insurance type things uh, as the claim happens and as money starts exchanging hands and you get confused about uh, what you've been paid for what was insurance money and and you know because you have to collect receipts you have to pay or turn in receipts and things like that and And i'm sure people are really sleep deprived and just in that state of shock like you mentioned so yeah go ahead get that second bank account open i think that is makes good sense yeah uh and you know not i'm guilty that day the tornado came through it was my mom's birthday and we were going to head up by lasalle peru chicago area uh for a cookout and we were down in our basement. It was a Sunday. We were watching a little bit of the, the pregame for the Bears. And all of a sudden, the sirens were going off. And I said, come on, let's head north. Um, I, th- you know, I think it's going to pass, nothing. And then all of a sudden, this tragedy hits. And we all think that we're invincible and until it happens. And then uh, if we don't have our ducks in a row, there's a lot of scrambling going on. So I would strongly encourage, if you're out there listening, uh, we're speaking with Brent Fox and Summer and Associates uh, on how to get prepared in case you do run across a disaster. And share this with your family and friends, wherever they may be. Uh, my brother lives down in North Carolina, so I'm sure he's listening right now and uh, hopefully taking some notes. So um what other tips would you have here if you got another good tip yeah. for our listeners? I what? mean, percentage-wise, the majority of us won't have to experience a major tornado type thing like that. Right. Um, but it's always good to be over-prepared for things like that and know what, what would you do. And even if it's not a major disaster that affected a whole neighborhood, maybe it's just your house and you do have a fire. But again, it's what do you do in those types of situations. And, and so uh, the bank account was one of the tips. Another thing is just basically when you handle a claim, you've got to be able to report on a sheet of paper uh, what you had 
And that actually turned into a very difficult process, even to this day for a lot of people, because they had to relive it again when they had to go back and how many forks did I have? How many jackets did I have? And you have to be able to prove that on paper uh, for the most part to be able to get claims paid for and things like that. So it was a difficult situation. So one of the tips that we uh, we would say is is maybe you got an old cell phone laying in a drawer that still work, but works, but isn't worth much. Maybe grab that, turn it on, open up all the doors, drawers, closets, everything you have in your home, walk around. Maybe take some still images or even a video and as you walk through your house and then take that and don't store it on the premises because if there's a, a fire, that's going to burn as well. But take it to the office, throw it in a drawer um, or there's even services and companies out there who will do that for you. But take it somewhere, store it somewhere, put it in your cloud or whatever it is you need to do because then if that tragedy happens, you're going to be able to go to those images and you're going to be able to look. Okay, I can see right now I've got this many jackets. I'm going to be able to write those down. It's going to be a lot easier because up to two years after the tornado, people were still turning in lists of items that they needed paid for that they forgot that they had or they want to pay I mean, and that all you know just from the standpoint of having to do that logistically was difficult but emotionally um, I was talking with a client recently that um, is, is moving his insurance and he said for him and his wife this is even another difficult emotional process because it's forced him to relive that whole tragic situation again because they're having to think about how okay this time how will our claims be handled you know We've had to dig through about losing personal possessions that were very meaningful to them. And it almost like they got hit with another storm. And so Now, uh, I'm not going to joke about burning homes down or anything. Sure. I mean, I'm not a good cook. I almost started my house on fire. Not Makes once, sense. but twice. I, I'm a good eater. So, not a good cook. Really? Because yeah. you're real thin over there, but you must work out. Hey, thanks. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's a great tip. Walk through the house, snap, take some snapshots because, I mean two kids, a wife at my place. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start. Plus you have that shell shock factor. And like you say, maybe a year or two later goes by and you go to throw a watch on or something. And it's like, Oh yeah, I forgot that. Um, let me ask you something. Um, if that were to happen, does the insurance company balk at that or do they kind of consider, Hey, that was a major tragedy and, uh, work with the, the claim. Yeah, they, How long does that claim stay open, I guess, is what I should ask. Well, in the during the tornado time, there was given up to two years to be able to turn that stuff in. And and I like I it. said, there were a lot of insurance carriers who understood the, the, the size and scope of the tragedy, so they were able to make adjustments in those. So you work with an adjuster, you work with the carrier. They're not there to deny claims. They want right. to work with you. They want to get... Insurance is meant to put your life back in order. And so they want to work hard with, with clients and, and help them get their life back in order. These are people, too. You know, yeah. these are people who have also lost their homes. They just happen to work in the insurance industry. And so they see that as well. And so they want to work with you. And as long as you're honest, as long as you're not trying to, uh, to cheat the system or anything like that, they want to work with you. Um, there's very rare cases that they're denying claims that needed to be paid. That's very rare that they put up much of a fight. It's typically in the situations where people are maybe trying to get more out of it than they are supposed to. It's a contract. It's yeah. an agreement. And so, which is illegal as well, which is <laughs> illegal, which people frown on illegal things yeah. apparently. I hear. So how is Washington bouncing back? Washington. I know your office is right around the square. I was down there. You guys got a beautiful place, great location. How is Washington coming back? Because I remember for months afterwards, everyone is concerned where are these, where's displacement going? Are they ever coming back? Yeah, it's it's still a great community. I think in a lot of ways, it's it's brought people together. It's brought begin new relationships. I think the businesses are really making a lot of effort to be a, a lot more tight knit, supportive of each other, uh, not not trying to exclude themselves from anyone else, but just really trying to have that. Uh, 
the united front going to as we move forward and things like that. So I think a lot of ways it, it, it solidified some great relationships in that town. And, and again, it, it helped people be smarter from an insurance standpoint, it helped people be smarter about how they buy and, and how they plan and how they do those kinds of things. And so I just think that we're smarter and we're sharper and we're, we're a better community uh, for it. I would never wish it on anybody, right. but it's, it, it's really been neat how I think bad things can happen in life and it depends on how you uh, get back up and, and move forward with those. You can either allow it to destroy you or you can thrive in it. And, and I just see our community thriving from it in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, I see Washington strong yep. shirts all the time. And yep. uh, I think that's awesome. I do think when people say they're from Washington, they hold their head high and are proud of that. And uh, for all of our listeners out there in Washington, Hope uh, you're having a great Friday. I got Brent Fox here with Summer and Associates. Their office is located right down on the square. If you got any questions about insurance, whether it's personal or commercial, Brent does my commercial uh, for Anytime Fitness Peoria. Did a great job uh, getting me taken care of, and he made the process very simple. So, uh, Brent, phone number people can reach out to you or uh, yeah, website. Can or call the office at 309-444-3171. Uh, 444-3171. They can ask for me or anybody else in the office um, if they just want to get some questions answered, if they just, you know, if they're curious about some things. Uh, we're big on education. We're big on people understanding what they have uh, as they make those insurance decisions. We don't want people to take that decision lightly. Uh, there's a lot of money as far as premium being exchanged over your lifetime. And I want people, we want people to understand what they have, both again, from a, from a personal standpoint and from a commercial standpoint. It's something that we, uh, we care deeply about with our clients, making sure they understand that. So even if you're not a client of ours, we'd love to sit and talk with you about it. I would love to give you some advice or, or point out some things, get you a second opinion on some of that stuff. But um, yeah, love you. Stop by or give us a call. Brent is one of our go-to experts. Uh, Brent will be joining us uh, about every other month with some tips, and we'll touch on different subjects each time he's in. Uh, Mike, can we get a net strung up in here, some sand next time? I'm going to need a volleyball lesson. You cool with that? Well, Father Time is uh, is undefeated. So at my age, uh, that vertical that was 42 inches has to be around two or so inches now. So if we can not do that and just maybe rely on some pictures, if we can do just pictures instead. Yeah, you know, we're supposed to have an HD camera coming in okay. soon. So we'll just throw some YouTube videos of you up on this TV, and then we'll just kind of stream that while yeah. we talk. And I'll I'll give you some pointers on what you were maybe not doing there. Yeah. You know, everyone, I think we can relate. You go to a beach, you see people playing sand volleyball. Oh, I'm going to go dominate that. And then for me anyways, I go to jump. I can't get off the sand. I don't know how. I mean, that 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 just doesn't sound it's like a different fun world. to me. That's why I play golf and I'd ride in a golf cart. Um, hey, a couple things I want to touch on. Uh, we at uh, Anytime Fitness Peoria are getting ready to ramp up our outdoor activities. We are starting our Riot Club. Riot stands for Running is Our Therapy. We have a ton of 5Ks going on all over the area, um, uh, marathons down in Champaign, Chicago. How about our St. Jude Runners? Uh, that's coming up. That'll be here. If you're a St. Jude runner uh, or any runner, uh, but specifically St. Jude, uh, Anytime Fitness Peoria, we are starting Riot in May, and this is free for the community. We anticipate 50 to 100 runners each uh, day that we offer this. We typically meet in Junction City and we run the trail. Karen Cooper, she's actually uh, the one heading this up. Karen, if you're listening this morning, uh, hopefully we'll have quite a few runners for you. I know she's gearing up. She has uh, a marathon down in Champaign coming up. So she is, she is gearing up for that. So 
uh, check out our uh, Facebook page or our website, Anytime Fitness Peoria, um, for more details on, on our running club, uh, typically in the morning and afternoons. And then we're also uh, joining our nationwide campaign. Uh, there's about a thousand of us uh, with Anytime Fitness. We are doing our Shape Up Saturday starting uh, in May. Every Saturday in May starts at 9 o'clock down at Detweiler Park. It's open to the community, and that is free as well. Uh, so if you're looking to get out with some guidance, we'll have our coaches down there. We'll walk you through uh, some workouts uh, with runners. We're going to give you some exercises to do in between our uh, riot classes so that way you strengthen the right muscles and don't strain anything. Is that I gotta... something we can come watch, <clears throat> or do we have to participate if we show up? Well... Yeah, we would want you to participate. That would just be a little weird if you were watching every So, uh, Jake, no, we are not going streaking. Um, Brad, uh, the weather is perfect here. I got a bunch of texts rolling through. As a matter of fact, speaking of that, we're going to get away from my cell phone here, and we uh, down here at the studio, we're going to be able to take live calls. So our next show, <laughs> Mike's over there, the producer, just, yeah, fingers crossed. Good Lord, Brent yeah. said uh, with my friends, who needs a live phone phone yeah, no line? Kidding. That phone number, 306-7292. So it's 306-7292 if you want to give us a call in. Uh, next week, I have Patrick, my head coach, and Dr. Sam with Kaufman uh, uh, Doctor up on Pioneer Parkway. They're going to be in. They also have a podcast uh barbells and bar stools so i don't know about budweiser at nine o'clock on a friday morning but we're going to have a ton of uh good topics younger guys they got real fresh approach on things uh dropping tons of knowledge next week so if you have any questions again that phone number is 306-7292 i want to thank brent fox with summer and associates for taking time out of your nice friday morning come yeah. down and join us in the studios appreciate it doug i look forward to having you back on the show let's go and golf. uh yeah yeah oh we didn't even talk about golf i know Gosh, next time it. next time we'll put that in the notes so Brent Fox, Summer and Associates. This is Doug Pinter with Anytime Fitness North Peoria on Daily Energy. You guys uh, get up off the couch, get outside, enjoy your beautiful weekend, and we'll see you next week here on Daily Energy. Have a great week. PeoriaLife.com.